Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book, and I'm your host for this podcast series. This is episode 63 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. For today's episode, our topic is going pro. And I have a very special guest. Uh, my guest today is Christiana Gaudette, the author of Fortune Stellar, What Every Professional Tarot Reader Needs to Know. Let's begin. Welcome, Christiana. Well, thank you so much, Teresa. I'm really happy to be here on my very favorite tarot podcast. Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm just so honored to have you here and so excited about the new edition of Fortune Stellar. This is such a fabulous update, and I do think it is what every professional tarot reader does need to know. So thank you for writing it, first of all. Well, thank you so much. I, I am really happy with the second edition, too. I'm happy with the, uh, with the response it's getting from people like you and, and all over the world. And uh, I'm happy to have written it. Well, I think it's a real necessary book. So let's start out with a couple of questions here. And I think one of the biggest questions that people uh, often ask me, too, how do you know when it's time to go pro? What's your advice around that? Well, the short answer is when the friends and friends of friends that you've been reading for, for fun, to get practice with, uh, when those people start calling you and saying, hey, I have a friend who really needs you, or I just baked these cookies, can I give you these cookies and you'll give me a reading? When people start seeking you out, that's when you know you've got it. Right on. I think that's great advice. You know, I read for many, many years before I got the inkling and people were wanting to pay me. And suddenly I thought, well, gee, maybe this should be a business. So that's great advice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that being said, though, what are some of the misconceptions that people have about working as a tarot professional? Because it's very different for reading, you know, just for fun. It is. And I think... You know, there is such a wide spectrum of what your tarot business can be. You know, your tarot business can be, instead of being a waitress while I'm going through college, let me work some psychic fairs, or it can be like it is for you and me, a a full-time job. And so I think right away, people have a misconception that it's a narrow thing, that it's one thing or another, that it's always online or it's always in person or it needs to be full-time, or it needs to be part-time. And so the first thing I would say is a tarot business can be a lot of different things. That's really great advice, because I think some people assume that they have to do it full-time, and they find out that's not for them, you know? Right. So, yeah, awesome. Or, you know, by the way, people assume they have to be online, too, and not every reader is um, online savvy. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think, too, a lot of people assume that it's easy to just be an online reader. Right. And I'm not quite sure about that. I, I mean, I do a lot of online work, but my online work is really supported by the in-person work I do. So, you know, there's that, too. Right. Well, you know, speaking of technology and all this online stuff, what are some things that you think every tarot reader needs to do if they want to succeed in this modern technology-driven world? 
Well, I think it really is important. And, and you know, you, you make an important point that not every tarot reader is technically savvy. And I think a lot of times the part of the brain that is really good at being psychic, being intuitive, giving readings is exactly the opposite part of the brain that handles online stuff well. So very often people who are interested in tarot or are good readers may be really uncomfortable with learning online stuff, learning how to communicate online, how to have a website, how to figure those things out. And I really think that it's best if you can get over that fear. And, you know, I'm probably preaching to the choir here because this is a podcast. So if you're not tech savvy, you're probably not listening. But whatever it is online that you're afraid of, maybe you're afraid of figuring out how to do webinars or how to go live or how to work YouTube or whatever, whatever it is that you're uncomfortable with, I think that's exactly what you got to study and figure out. Not everyone is going to be great at everything, but you know what? Technology makes business easier. My business is so much easier now than it was 20 years ago because of technology. So if you're afraid of it, go toward it, not afraid, not away from it. That would be my advice. That is such excellent advice. And I have to tell you, I was terrified of technology. I really was. People don't believe it. But the whole idea of being on a computer or having my face out there, um, I was so resistant. And my kids actually got me a computer and they said, you need to at least learn how to do emails. I'm like, okay, fine, fine, fine. And I found that it was a great way to communicate. And once I got over the fear and said, okay, let me embrace all this. Let me embrace the website. Let me put my face out there. Let me learn what this social media is all about. I found that I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I also learned that I'm good at it. It's just a matter of digging in and doing the learning like you're saying. And also it turned my business all the way around. And like you said, it made it easier for me to run my business. Um, it's much easier for me to connect with people. And now because, you know, I can offer services over the phone and online, I'm able to serve clients all over the world. And, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I kept resisting. Did you find the same thing that you were able to serve more people or better quality people? What did you find when you started really embracing the technology, Christiana? Well, and honestly, I had no choice. I mean, you had your kids. I had my husband who is an IT guy. So he oh. <laughs> really, you know, he brought me along kicking and screaming, but I had no choice. Uh, and I actually tell a story about this in, in the updated version of Fortune Seller, where, you know, back in the day, I didn't want to leave my house for fear I would miss a phone call. Yep. I was tethered to my at-home computer, which was a desk model, because that's what we had then, and my landline phone, because that's what we had. My family would want me to do things. I might not have anything scheduled, but I didn't want to miss the possibility of scheduling something. So I was a slave to my landline and my desk computer. And uh, now I, all of that fits in my pocket or mm -hmm. actually on my wrist. I, I just got a, a smartwatch. I can go anywhere I want and still stay in contact with my clients. And, and that's a fabulous thing. It really is. And you're making a great point. It, it makes it so you can be location independent. Yes, that's exactly it. Yes. And that's so important. You know, when I go on the road now where, I, where I'm attending a conference or maybe 
Um, I'm teaching a class somewhere out of state. It's so easy now to just let people know I've got you, you're taken care of. I was also a slave to that a phone and the answer machine. And the other thing, too, before I really embraced technology, I wasted so much time returning phone calls. <laughs> right. Back and forth, the phone tag. So I'm all about this technology thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The best way to reach me is text. Yep. I, I spend more time texting people than, you know, I, I don't do readings by text, by right. the way. Uh, but to, to schedule that reading or to let you know about the class, text is the way. Yeah, it works great. Yeah. So let's go uh, and talk about charging for readings because this is a really hot topic for people, especially when they're first starting out. You know, mm -hmm. what is your advice around charging for a reading? And also, what do you say to people who say, I can't charge for this because it's a gift or, or people who say you shouldn't charge for it because it's a gift? I really, and you know, this is going to sound so rude, but the advice I give, I actually address this in Fortune Seller, and the advice I give is just laugh at people like that. It is ludicrous. Everything is a gift. If I had a beautiful singing voice, and I wish I did, but I don't, I would certainly be a professional singer, and I would charge for that gift. If I were really super smart and could go to med school and become a doctor, that would be a gift, and I would sure expect to charge for that. Why do people think that this one talent is somehow different from every other talent that we might be born with or that we might acquire over life? It's ludicrous, and I give it no quarter, no respect. Right on. And so when people, when, <laughs> I agree 100%. Nothing gets me more aggravated because, so, you know, I always think, what do you expect a, that we're supposed to do? We're supposed to go and work a full-time job and then come and do all this stuff for free, plus take care of our families and do our laundry and pay our darn bills. I have to tell you a funny story. I was teaching a free tarot class, which I do from time to time because I am all about tarot education for people. Right. And so a, a person came in that I'd never met before. It came in with what was obviously a, a worn deck. And I was like, oh, great. You know, here's a, a tarotist who has been around for a while. And she proceeded to say during introductions how much she thought professional tarot was a terrible thing, that no one should take money. It wasn't just not right for her, that no one should take money. And of course, here I am giving up my time for free, and she's happy to come to my free class, but, mm -hmm. you know, the irony of that was, was funny. Um, so then the first thing I asked the class to do was separate out their major arcana and their minor arcana, and she had no idea what I was talking about. Mm. So here's a person who spoke authoritatively on what a person should or should not do with tarot and didn't even know what the freaking major arcana was. So there you go. It's always those types that seem to be uh, <laughs> the most vocal, right? Right, exactly, exactly. And so, you know, if you're interested in being a pro reader and you have that calling and that drive and that talent, don't let some fake know-it-all take you off your path, you know, just like that. Excellent. What's the one thing that you think everybody needs for their tarot business? What's the most essential thing, the most essential part of your business? Wow. Um, I would have to say, I mean, other than a tarot deck, I suppose, uh, it's really got to be the talent and the drive, mm -hmm. you know, and 
I really believe that the best use of tarot is not for the pros. I believe tarot is for everyone, and I believe that anyone can benefit from working with a tarot deck, playing with a tarot deck. But to be a professional reader, and that won't be most tarotists, that will be a few tarotists, you have to have the talent and you have to have the drive. Because you know what? It is not an easy job. Mm -hmm. And so you have to really want it and you have to really be good at it. But if you don't want it and you still love tarot, that's awesome too, you know? I agree. So lastly, tarot is more popular than ever, yet there is still some stigma around it. So how might professional tarot readers change this perception? Oh, I, that's my favorite question because I think it is in our hands. It's our job to do so. I think that we all need to work together to make tarot more accessible and acceptable. And the way we do that is by being willing to present ourselves and what we do in places where you might not normally find tarot. Mm -hmm. When we come up against resistance to be polite about it, we need to be ambassadors. And so we need to look at how we act in public. We need to look, you know, when people look at us and meet us, they're judging all of tarot on our behavior. So I think we need to bear that in mind. We need to not be afraid to be out in the public, but we also need to be responsible about the way we present. Brilliant advice. So, um, Christiana, tell us where people can find the book Fortune Stellar. Where can everybody get a copy? Because everybody needs one. Absolutely. And it is available on Amazon. You can get it in paperback version, or you can get it for your Kindle or e-reader, and it is available worldwide. So just go wherever you get your books on Amazon, whatever country you're in, you can find it. Now, if you want a signed copy, you can get that from my website. That'll take you a little longer, but you can get it, and my website is christianagaudet.com. Well, that's wonderful, because I was just going to ask you, where can people find you online? <laughs> And that's exactly right, ChristianaGaudet.com. And uh, please do reach out. I've got so much information about tarot and tarot work on my website. If you're a beginner, if you're a pro, whatever, you'll find a bunch of stuff there for free for you. Thank you so much. And I'm so delighted that you spent time with me today. And I think that your words of wisdom are really going to help people who are curious about going pro. So thank you so much, Christiana. Well, thank you, Teresa, and thank you for everything you do for the community. When we talk about being out there promoting tarot loud and proud, I think you're really the exemplar of that. So I'm so honored to have had this conversation with you. Thank you. All righty, people, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. And remember, you can learn more about Christiana at her site, www.christiana.com. Gaudette.com. Let me spell that just to make sure you guys get that. It's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-A-G-A-U-D-E-T.com. And if you're thinking about going pro, be sure to pick up your copy of Fortune Stellar at Amazon or at Christiana's site. And guys, I want to finish off by saying that you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website too. That's thetarolady.com. I've got free introductory classes for tarot newbies, the tarot coloring book, and hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, 
and plenty of other good things for you guys to scope out. Enjoy. Thanks again for listening. Have a beautiful day. And by the way, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please be kind and leave a sweet review on iTunes because that's going to help more tarot-curious people find their way to Tarot Bites. And I always, always sign off by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life has had it right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending. 